Do you have your playoff pants ready? My playoff pants are well pressed and ready to roll. All right, that's good. Step and step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your best friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, uh, whether you're driving home or whether you're just laying on the couch, whether you're driving to a football game, driving to a football game, whether you're watching elections returns, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. Uh, this is certainly more interesting than whatever you're watching. So we appreciate Absolutely. we appreciate you becoming being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, this is your week 10 review and ladies and gentlemen, wow. your regular season finale preview. The regular season done. Yeah. This is this this is such a um, melancholy moment because on one hand you have um, all this like like the, the the playoffs are coming and the playoffs are awesome playoffs are fun playoffs are great nobody nobody debates this the playoffs are great but the issue is that starting this week every every concurrent week will have fewer football games until there are none that is sad now the games will be Theoretically better Yeah the quality Will be better Than the quantity mm-hmm. But But it's still sad It's still sad You know the days are shorter it, it, It's always a mile marker For me when, when time changes mm-hmm. Oh yeah And I'm like okay It's playoff time You know it's like When when when, when I'm driving Like Thursday night When I'm driving To my game Thursday night And it's dark At 530 mm-hmm. It's That's how you know It's playoff time when Yeah When it's dark And you're driving To a football game Yeah my uh, Tep wife hates this because she's she just hates the that it gets dark so late so early. But uh, you're right. It is it is when the, when the game is kicking off and it's, and it's pitch black, mm-hmm. like and you need the lights. That's when there's there's a mile marker. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the playoffs are coming. TexasFootball.com is going to have complete coverage of the playoffs. Uh, In spite of me leaving for Canada, it should be there will be the goal is I'll t- share with you guys. The goal is either Saturday night or Sunday morning. To have all the brackets up, to have all the matchups up, or as many as we can get. There will inevitably, and I know I'm in charge of brackets and you're in charge of matchups. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, if you tune in at like Sunday at 10 a.m., if you hop on, you're going to have 85% of the matchups and games. We'll have the matchups, but we won't maybe not have game times and locations. Yeah, there's, there's there are a couple of games on Saturday that have some consequence towards playoff mm-hmm. seating, so. Those will have to get played to fully, and then there's always a few stragglers on Sunday where you don't have the match, the location, and the day. Mm-hmm. And there may be a couple that go into Monday. I mean, I think last year the first round there was like two or three in Class Two A that we didn't have the matchup till Monday, the actual location of the game until Monday. So, yeah, you know. So there will be some, but inevitably, um, we will have everything up there. Um, yeah, well, and it'll be it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's a big day. It's it's kind of like I always think of the first round of the playoffs, like that weekend, as kind of like um, similar to realignment, in the sense that it's a big data dump. Oh yeah, and you've got to sort through it, and you kind of got to get your mind right. Um, and after the first round's over, you, you cut it in half, then you start to really be able to hone in on some. Yeah, things. you really do. But uh, we will have bracket breakdowns for you. We will have all sorts of good stuff. 
um, at TexasFootball.com. Uh, that's your source for the playoffs. I believe it's going to be TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. I think that's right. Uh, but, that's what it was last year. Uh, yeah, and I, I think Max is in charge We don't of overthink it. it. We, we keep Listen, it pretty simple. We know what you want, people. So let's start, as we always do, Matthew, with the Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. All right. We are now in week we are now in week ten, week eleven rather, game ten for most of these teams. Uh, week eleven of the Texas high school football season. There are a number of teams taking a bye this week, which is always interesting. Um, one game, by the way. Do you know we have a non-district game this week? Yes, we do have a non-district game this week. <laughs> a, a late scheduled non-district game, but we do have, and actually, it's a notable it's a, non-district. It's a, it's a good game. Yes, I was I was I was actually thinking about making it my hipster pick, but I'm not going to. Um, because, but it's Munster and Winthorst. Yes, because um, I believe this is due to the Petrolia cancellation. Yes, so already. Munster had a buy already. Munster mm-hmm. was was already off, um, and then Winthorst had a buy created because of Petrolia um, canceling the remainder mm-hmm. of their season uh, last week. So, and so they just decided to get together and yeah, you know they're not that far apart, but yet they're in separate regions. Mm-hmm. Munster's in Region Three, Winthorst is in Region Two, so they wouldn't see each other conceivably until a state title game anyway. Yeah, distance isn't too far. It makes a lot of sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense, and so it's, it's a, a good bit, matchup. It is. It's, it's a very it's, it's it's a super. I remember like when that came down. Like whenever we I ended up seeing that, uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's actually a pretty pretty good game. But in any case, that's not our Texas football fun fact of the week. The Texas football fun fact of the week, Matt. What team is presently the best in the state? Has the highest average margin of victory? Which team is beating the brakes off of their opponents? By more points than any other team. I'll tell you the way that this is calculated very simply. Points scored minus points allowed mm-hmm. divided by the number of games you've played. So, hmm. so obviously it's a team that scores a lot. Mm-hmm. It's also a team with a lot of... I mean, theoretically, it's the most dominant team in the state. Yeah, so it's got to be an undefeated team because you, you know, a team that lost a game, probably mm-hmm. the margin would be thrown off. Um, I'm going to go with Denton Ryan. They've been really dominant. You are right. Um, that they have been d- very dominant, but they are the 36th most dominant team oh, in the wow. state, averaging okay. just a margin of victory of 34. Okay. This I guess team, that Poteet game threw it off. This team has beaten their opponents by an average of 53.5 points per game. Average 53.5 points. It's not, it can't be Newton. Newton Newton is number four, okay. 46 points a game. Okay. I'll, I'll count it down from there. San Saba. Armadillos, yeah. number five. Armadillos. Number four, Newton. Number three, Galena Park North Shore. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Number two, a repeat uh, appearance on the Texas Football Fun Fact of the Week. San Antonio Wagner is number two. Oh, okay. Beating teams by an average. The Veer. 52 points. Wagner's running the Veer for anyone who doesn't know. By the way, they beat the brakes off San Antonio Veterans Memorial last week, too. Yeah. Like, in that same way. And that's a decent Veterans Memorial team, yeah. so... But the number one most dominant team in the state as far as margin of victory is the Duncanville Panthers. Oh, that's right. Because they've only allowed like 26 points all year. They have scored 461 points. They have allowed 33. They are beating teams by an average of 53.5 points. They are the most dominant team in the state uh, by a pretty considerable margin. uh, Newton, or rather Wagner, is like 52. Uh, so they're beating them by a full point per game. Uh, they're, those are the only two being teamed by an average of 50 points per game. So the most dominant team, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, the most dominant team in the state, the Duncanville Panthers, uh, 8-0 rolling right now. The only team uh, with a loss in that is Wagner, which think about that. Think about how dominant you have to be in your other na- nine games 
to have a loss. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably that's I pretty mean, impressive. With all due respect to Duncanville, that's probably the more impressive stat here. Heck, Manville. Manville's seventh on this list. They've lost twice. And they've lost twice. Yeah. So, there you go. There's your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. That will continue throughout the playoffs. By the way, the podcast will continue throughout the playoffs, too. Yes. We'll, may, we'll be a little later next week. Sorry, Greg. We will be a little bit later. It's coming out, because um, we're recording this, we're going to record it Wednesday. Is that right? Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to Canada uh, to see my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. We'll pull the curtain back a little bit mm-hmm. to see my wife on Saturday. Uh, I'll be doing playoff stuff while trying not to get murdered. Um, yeah, I'm visiting her for her birthday. But I'll be flying back Tuesday night, and I'll be back Wednesday. And we can do it Wednesday whenever you want. I'll be, um, I'll be in the office all day Wednesday. We can just do it Wednesday morning. I can crank it out. It'll probably be like Wednesday afternoon is when you'll see the yeah. podcast. So, so, in any case, let's get to very quickly, because nobody cares, but we'll get to our Week 10 review. Um, uh, it was, I, I think that it was the kind of week where... Again, it was the undercurrent that was the headline. It wasn't necessarily the top-line stuff. The dominant teams are still dominant. The exception maybe is Temple's loss to Midway. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest. And it's the, the, the fallout from that, right? That's the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, because we had the conversation on Texas football today. Yes. For those who don't know, to give you a quick refresher, Temple is the number one Division two seed if they lose to Copper's Cove. Mm-hmm. And they're the number two Division two seed if they beat Copper's Cove. The incentives line up for them to want to lose that game on Friday night. I've gone on record that I think they should play their JV on Friday night. Well, there's some new information that has come to light okay. that might impact that. Okay. So we're forgetting that Midway has a pretty tough game this week. Mm-hmm. They're playing Belton. Belton, although it's a wounded Belton team. Connor Crothers is out Belton, for the year. Belton team, but a very good Belton team. Mm-hmm. If Belton beats Midway by four points or more, Belton... Would be the num- would become the number one seed. Temple would become the number two seed, and Midway would become the three seed. Because, so when you do district certification, you ha- you, you turn into the really? UIL a number one, a one, a two, a three, and a four. Regardless, right. regardless of districts, mm-hmm. district divisions, divisions. Seat, yeah, they have to turn in a one, two, three, and a four. So you're seeded in your division based on what your district turns in. Each district has different rules about how they seed the teams. Mm-hmm. In twelve six A's case, they don't they seed irregardless of division. So if Belton if Belton Midway and Temple all finish eight and one in mm-hmm. district, and Belton beats Midway by four points or more, all of a sudden Belton becomes the one, Temple the two, Midway the three. So wow. If, so that, that so and there is a decent. So I, I think in, with that information, I think Temple probably has to play it straight up. Because of the now, if they get now, they, I have no doubt someone from Temple will be monitoring the Midway Belton game. Oh yeah, if Midway is up twenty-eight to nothing, all of a sudden it may change. How I wonder, I wonder if they pull all of a sudden Jared Wiley. Yeah, because well, we don't want to get anybody hurt. That kind of thing. well, and that's but to, if, Bel- to, if Belton's up twenty-eight-seven, Temple's going whole hog into beating yeah. into into winning Absolutely. against Coppers Cove. So. There's that dynamic going on as well. That's interesting. I guess Temple, um, Temple probably wishes that a now, Midway, Midway Belton game was Thursday night. Oh, yeah. So oh, know, absolutely. They would know. They would know going uh, Now, to be clear, Computer liked Midway by 11 in that game. So yeah. it would be an upset, and especially would, without Connor yeah. Carruthers. Yes. I think it would be a pretty considerable upset if Belton were to be Midway. Uh, but all that said, you're saying you would play, you would go yeah, in this? Yeah, and I, I kind of, I, I side with Max a little bit on that. I mean, you... you you, you got to go through Longview at, at some point, and I, I don't know what kind of pre- and then 
I, I wonder what kind of message it sends to your kids. <clears throat> now, if you if you send the message of hey, we're a little beat up, we're going to sit you guys out, then but we're still going to try to win the game. Yeah. But I, I don't think you can act flat out tell your kids we need we need we need to lose this game. Well, and that's why again, that's why I play the JV. Yeah. Because to me, the the way you get kids hurt is ask them to go out there and play. Half yeah. speed. You either don't play him or you play him. Exactly right. That's yeah. the thing. You either play your guys and tell them to play hard. Now, I would or, go. Or, what I would do. What I would play him for a, for a quarter. Yeah. Or, and then take him out. What I would do is I would go out there and I would absolutely dominate a JV game on Thursday. Just the JV Jared Wiley, six six quarterback. Jared, Jared Wiley's thrown for seven hundred yards Jeez. in a JV game. In any case, that is of course the the topic at hand. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of inspiring stories I talked mm-hmm. about in Ten Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Bring up. Uh, we mentioned Santa Fe. What a great story. Um, it really is after the tragedy, and we're not trying to make light of the tragedy by any means. But you know, and football is a very small. Mm-hmm. Part of their lives, but but you know, shout out to them that, that football team for giving that community uh, some, something to cheer about, uh, making the playoffs for the first time since two thousand nine. They have a chance to actually uh, get a, get the number three seed in that mm-hmm. district with the win over Barbers Hill this mm-hmm. week. So uh, they're five and four on the year in the playoffs. So shout out to them, and then uh, Austin East Side Memorial. You know, yeah. they they uh, they hadn't scored a point all year, um, but you know, I talked to a few coaches who had played against them and. and and to a man, every coach said was super complimentary of their kids and how they played. And you know, their kids that they're, they're going up against huge odds, and they, sometimes they only have 14, 15 kids suited out, and they're playing. They play for the love of the game. They they scored some points last year. They didn't mm-hmm. win against Bandera, but they got on the board and, and didn't have a shutout for the year. Um, so I think the life lessons that, that football is teaching those kids um, is really really cool thing. So uh, I shout out to all the I all agree those with, programs. I agree with that. And Austin Eastside Memorial, for those who don't know, that's a that's a that's the former Johnston High that mm-hmm. got shut down by the state. They kind of reopened as Eastside Memorial. I believe they shuttered their program for a few years. They did, yeah, for a couple of years they shut it out, shuttered it, yeah. Um, but they're they're back, and so it's, you know it's it's little victories like that that are that are good. It's been a good year for stories. You know, we go back to all those the beginning of the year when we were talking about uh, Diamond Hill Jarvis snapping their lo- yeah. losing streak. I, I ran in Oscar Castillo at the Cannondale. Saw and, that. Uh, I saw that at the Cannondale Benbrook game. Uh, yep, scouting, scouting. Just scouting out. Uh, I think he's got. Uh, Benbrook next. Or okay. No. Kennedy Ellis. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, good year for Diamond Hill. I think they've won four games this I think year. They're, yeah, I think they're four three or five. four. Yeah, it's a good, they, good they, year for they've them. They've had a very good year for them. Um, but then, and then the other one, we have the we have the coach on Texas football today. We had Josh Moore from, from Cushing. Yeah. Um, that's a... I, I knew it was a good story, but after talking with him, I mean, I didn't realize he took over like two weeks before they started. Yeah, because we had a different coach in the magazine because he was, was a different That's why I texted. Yeah. I texted the wrong coach. And um, and luckily, he passed him along to me. But it was, um, but the, I mean, they have been, I mean, really and truly, I mean this in a very, I'm not trying to make light of the situation or anything like that. That was one of the worst yeah. Situations in oh, the yeah. state. Oh yeah, they won a district game in in a decade. In a decade, they won a yeah. district game. Yeah, and so to go from that to making the playoffs, You're like six and um, two, in a come from behind awesome. fashion, yeah. it's really exciting to, for for the Bearcats. How about down. Huntington? First first playoff appearance in school history. The Red Devils. Yes, they're, making they're it. in that's, the playoffs. That's fantastic. It's going to be a party in Huntington too. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good stories coming out of Week Ten, and of course, we're now into Week Eleven. It's time for our draft. For those who are unfamiliar. Uh, the draft is uh, where we take games. Uh, we can pick any game in the state. Uh, once one once one of us picks it, that is uh, off the board. It's unavailable to the other team. Uh, the coin flip has gone on, and I won the coin flip. And so you ended my winning streak. I did. And so my first pick in the 
2018 Week 11 Texas High School Football Game Draft is going out to the South Plains of Lubbock County. Ooh, I know where you're going. A little 2A action. One small school. Let's go to Sundown and New Deal. Um, the District 2 2A Division One titles on the line here. Um, New Deal 8-0, Sundown 8-1. Sundown has maybe the best quarterback you don't know about. Christian Huey, yeah. the junior. Yeah. Oh, boy. He's been he's been special. He's been he's, yeah, really really he's good. Put up numbers the last two years that have been. It's something real like twenty seven touchdowns and four interceptions this year for a junior. It's just nuts. I think he's playing defense too. Yeah, he's which yeah, not rare yeah. at the two A level. He has been fabulous, um, and so that's that's kind of one. But this new deal this new deal defense has been great. Eleven points a game. Turned the ball over twenty two times. Um, New Deal themselves have a great quarterback in Jet Whitfield. Yes, and they have a D1 player at receiver and, and defensive back in D.K. Blaylock. Yeah. I Iowa, mean, Iowa State. Mac, Max will be all about him. He's an Iowa State commit. They've got dudes. Yeah. I think that the key here is um, Jet Whitfield is really, really dangerous outside the pocket. you got to turn him into a pocket passer. This kid can run. He's a leading rusher. Um, it's going to be up to the sundown defense to hold him down. Um, I think it's a fabulous game out there at Nolan Stadium in New Deal. Uh, I know people have had this circled for a while. Yeah, we've kind of seen this one coming. Ever since it became apparent, we, 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 had, we had an idea that both these teams were going to be pretty good, but like once it became apparent that they're both going to be like statewide caliber good, uh, this is a huge, huge game. Uh, this could be the first of two meetings. I think there's a great chance yeah. these two meet up again in the regional, in the regional final. Five of, their, well, five of the last eight meetings, these two teams decided by one possession. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good rivalry game. Mm-hmm. They've played year in, year out. They're not far apart from each other, so this will be a... A fun match. It's a good, I, I lean in New Deal a little bit. I think the, I think the supporting cast for Whitfield mm-hmm. a little bit. Obviously, when you have a, a Big Twelve commit B- on your team, yeah. two A level, you will big. you so will have to tune into the picks for my yes for my pick. But I'll, I'll lean that. I'll lean towards a New Deal. It's a good game. One. The computer. Let's see. The computer has first of all, this is the number um, five team in the state in Sundown against the number eight team in the state. In New Deal, love it. Uh, and the computer has this as a can't be too much. Got to be a three point game. Three point game. It's got Sundown by th- by three points, even on the road. But um, yeah, I think a fabulous, fabulous game. Uh, I don't need to tell anybody in Lubbock County to get to this game. It'll be great. So that's my first pick. I, I like Sundown and New Deal as my number one pick. Yeah. Matthew, I'm staying out west. All right. Um, hey. Actually, it is. Our, it you is guys our, never talk about West Texas. It's our visit Midland game of the week. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, which you should have that in your email, sir. Thank you. Uh, Sponsor <laughs> obligations, you know. Uh, what a great rivalry! One of the one of the greatest rivalries in the state. Odessa Permian at Midland Lee. The Little Southwest Conference district title is on the line in this one. And, and what two better teams to be playing for that district title than these two? It is, and I mean, it's been. <sighs> When's the last time? Am I missing something obvious of the last time both these teams were real good? Yeah, I, you know, last year they were both good, but we didn't. I think they played earlier in the year, and San Angelo Central had kind of stolen all the headlines yeah. in this district. It's been a while since these two have played for a district title, and I, you know, both teams are seven and two in district play. Lee's got a district loss; they mm-hmm. lost to uh, Tascosa. Um, their quarterback didn't play in that game. Felix Hanahosa didn't play. Well, he was back last week, and. Uh, how about this first half for Felix Hinojosa last week? And he okay. went over Midland. Uh, 177 rushing yards, three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, he was 7 of 7 passing for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, my God. As Midland Lee scored 42 first half points, uh, led 42-14 at the half against Midland, uh, put it on cruise control in the second half, and won 49-28. 
Uh, Permian has their own special quarterback in mm-hmm. Texas commit Peyton Powell. He's really he started a little slow. Yeah, but he's got he's come on. Oh yeah. Now, he didn't play last week though. He's a little dink, a little nicked up. I think if it was a playoff game, he would have played. Mm-hmm. But they were playing Friendship, who has not won a game in district. Correct. So, uh, first year head coach Jeff Allison elected to uh, give Powell the night off mm-hmm. and let the backup play, and they they won against Friendship comfortably, thirty eight to ten. Uh, they leaned on Ed Williams a little bit in that game uh, with the backup quarterback in. Um, so I think both offenses have a lot of firepower, a lot of punch. Um, this game is going to come down to, I think, which defense is going to make plays. Um, for some reason, I have a feeling here, Midland League could, could pull off what, what's a slight upset. It would be game. a slight upset. The computer's got yeah. this as a six-point game for Permian. Yeah, the game's at Grande yeah. Communication Stadium. It's a big rivalry game. Midland League won't be intimidated. If you've, um, if you've never, by the way, if you've never been out to Midland and you've never been to a game at Grande Communication Stadium, that's a beautiful it's great. It's one of my facility. favorite venues uh, in the state to go watch it a is game a at. crazy good facility. Yeah, it's really nice. So a big, big game here. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine there will be a huge crowd. And uh, you know, I've got a sleeper playoff sleeper column coming up in a, in a few days. Midley, yeah, sleeper in Division Two, Region One. And They're coming on. Yep. They're coming on lately. Um, but I mean, that, that's a huge game. A they got to keep Hinojosa healthy. They, they, they really take a drop off when they lose Felix Hinojosa, so they got they got to keep him healthy. Huge week in the South Coast Conference. Midland Odessa is is a play-in game. I mean, um, that is a that's a game that for the fourth playoff spot too is uh, is the other side of that Midland is that kind of Permian Basin rivalry. Midland Odessa. Midland Odessa is for is for a playoff is a, is a play-in game. Winners in, losers out. It's an extra hipster pick for uh, you. That's there. A, yeah, a little little bonus hipster pick. So. Excellent pick out there. We should probably, you know, we get told all the time how, oh, man, you guys are always talking about West Texas. We probably, okay, we'll move away from West Texas. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I <clears throat> I am going to go to, yeah, I'm going to go, it is a banging week in DFW, and more specifically, it is a banging Thursday in DFW. Yeah, it is an it unusually is, strong. <laughs> it is. It is the. It is the DFW Thursday slate to end all DFW it's Thursday a great slates. Thursday slate. Yeah. You have two battles of unbeaten's in DFW, mm-hmm. and you've got another game that is, I'm sure, we'll will at least touch on at one point. Uh, that is uh, a, a traditional, a big time rivalry in South and Dallas. They're both eight and one. Two eight eight and Two, one versus eight and one. I mean, jeez. But my game that I'm going with is the Battle of Unbeaten's out in Arlington. Oh, Ag- my Thursday night game. Agtown's going to be lit. Oh, I cannot at Maverick wait. Stadium for Arlington and Arlington Lamar. Two, uh, the four six eight titles on the line here. No playoff implications, though, right? No, uh, they're both locked in. Uh, they're seeding. Uh, Arlington will host um, either Weatherford or Richland mm-hmm. uh, Friday night at Maverick Stadium in the first round. Lamar will host either Haltom or San Angelo Central mm-hmm. um, Friday night at Cravens Field in the yes. first round of playoffs. So they're locked into their seating. They just don't know who their opponent Haltom is. Haltom Central's a, a bonus sleeper pick, too. Yeah, because Central wins that game. Central becomes the D1-1 seed. Yeah. Haltom's the D2. And then they get to host a playoff game yes. as opposed to traveling the 300 miles. Yeah, and then you get Haltom versus Lamar in the first round of yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, Haltom, yeah. Sign me up for that if that happens. Be- Freaking amazing game, yeah. but in any case, on to this one, which does not have playoff implications. It's going to be one of the rare games I think we talked about. So, I mean, there is so much greatness in this game, just because these are, for all the talk we've had recently in past, recent years about Martin, understandably so, and for Bowie, Bowie's under years, so, yeah. These are 
the Blue Bloods. Yes. These are the... They are the flag bearers for Arlington ISD. Absolutely. And in the same way that if you go and uh, you talk to... Um, oh, geez. I'm forgetting his name. A longtime athletic director at Garland ISD. Oh, Homer Johnson. Homer. If you go talk to Homer, yes, he loves Saxe and he loves all those teams equally. But man, he wants Garland to be good and yeah, deep in the cockles of his heart. Mm-hmm. If you go to Arlington and you talk to folks around Arlington, yeah, it's great that Martin's great. Yeah, fantastic. I feel good for Bowie. These are the two, though. Lamar oh, yeah. and Arlington. These are the Blue Bloods. And it's been a long time since both these teams were good. Elite. I think both these elite, teams are elite. Yes. Yeah, I mean, both had years that even last year they were both good. Yeah. But to have these two of the, the you know Arlington Arlington High is the original. Pro, they're the legacy yeah. program. Lamar f- under Eddie Peach for about thirty years. There was the team in Arlington mm-hmm. contending for state titles from nineteen seventy to two thousand. You know they were right there in, in that yeah. mix every year. So they've got the pedigree. Um, so these two teams. It's been a while since the, these two. Have, it's probably been since like the. House like the late eighties. Yeah. These two have been this good and, and on the same playing field, competing for a district title, and T- it's going to be a lot of fun. Tons of storylines. Uh, my number one focus here is Lamar defense against Jahari Rogers and the the Arlington yeah. attack, which has been so good. The other side's interesting, and I think not to spoil my picks video. Um, I think the difference maker here is Lamar running back Jordan Williams. Uh, I think that if he has a big game, if he's able to do that, opens up the rest of the offense, and Lamar's cooking. Yeah. Um, I think that it's they're, they're, the great they're, Jack Dawson at quarterback t- off the Titanic off and the now Titanic. playing court, now playing quarterback for the Vikings. For, for the Vikings, <laughs> this is and they're the, the Lamar is the kind of team where their defense feeds their offense that uh, and and vice versa that the offense grinds out these long attacks and they maybe hit a big play and then they grind out attacks. They they like the eight play drive keeps their defense fresh, which mm-hmm. keep, which gets after you. Fabulous, fabulous game Thursday night. You have if you're in DFW and you 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 have no excuse not to go to this game. Yeah. This game or one of the other two, two. bangers. Yeah, and they're all and they're spread out evenly across the metroplex. Oh, if you're in the so northern part good. of the metroplex, you can get to Denton. If you're I mean, over in Dallas, you can get to DeSoto. How many times? How many times have we been literally been on this podcast this year? And I've said, hey, are there any Thursday games? Games, and we've been like, well, yeah, to really we reach for could one. go to this one. I mean, this is, you have no excuse. It is a banging week in DFW. So I, we've already given away where I'm going to be Thursday night. So yes. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into where you're going to be Thursday and yeah. where I'll be Friday. So uh, also, if you like good defensive backs, this is the, uh, yes. Lamar has Deshaun Gaddy committed to North Texas. Our Arlington High has Kyron White who is committed to uh, San Diego State. And I actually went to high school with Kyron's dad. His dad is an Everman. Oh, so, ho, uh, Shout out a to Kyron White. In the game. Yeah, a little, yeah, shout out to Kyron White. Good kid. He's a good kid and two gr- really good teams. Mm. Uh, super, super fired up to watch this That's game. Great. All right, what's your next game? Uh, I'm going to take another rivalry game, a game that I was at last year where a Roman candle was shot from one, st- <laughs> one set of bleachers I'm to writing, the other. I, I already know what it is. So I'm writing Mid-County it down. Mid-County Madness as unbeaten Nederland. T- visits the PNG Port Natchez Groves Indians. The reservation, um, man. And this is this this game is interesting because it's a role reversal from last year. Last year, PNG was undefeated, went into Nederland as an, as the favorite, underdog Nederland, pulled out a great game. Great game. Twelve thousand people were there. Roman candles fired across the field. Craziness. Nederland wins in the last minutes to win the game. Takes down the the heavily favored uh, PNG Indians. This year, Nederland's undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're going to PNG, and most would tab Nederland as a slight favorite in this game. I think that's fair. But 
PNG has the best player on the field and Rashawn Johnson. Um, I'm super excited to see this game. Uh, Needleland's got their own really good, good quarterback, and what a great name, Blazin Fernandez. Blazin Fernandez. He's been great. He's been great. Too. He had five touchdowns last week as Needleland uh, kind of put our Crosby. They put Crosby out of their misery last week. Yeah, they beat did. him 45-22. Um, you know, Rashawn Johnson, uh, 443 yards and four total touchdowns in the, their win over Barbers Hill. I think the key in this game has been PNG's defense. The last couple of weeks, they've been playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. If PNG's defense gets going, they can play with just about anybody. So I, th- I think that's the key, um, and I think history may repeat itself. And I think PNG may knock off the undefeated it's, favorite this week. It's such it's it is a blood feud. Oh yeah, this so is our number. Good. When we did our rivalry series a couple yeah. of years ago, this is our number one rivalry. Yes, I mean it's the uh, yeah, the the they tried to rebrand it as like the Bum Phillips Bowl, which is nice, and they have like a cowboy hat trophy. Yeah, and, but it's, it's Mid County Madness. It's Mid County Madness, baby. I, I heard you tried to talk Fox Southwest into sending you down to this game. Is is that rumor true? Uh, I mean, listen, I try to talk them into doing a lot of things, <laughs> but they the only thing I've been able to talk them into is uh, is cutting me a paycheck every which once in a while, which is good, which is not bad. So it's an excellent pick. Is Mid County Madness PNG? But what you're saying is if they said, Greg, hey, you're going to Port. Nature's Grove oh, on Friday night. Oh, oh. You wouldn't be upset about that. Oh, I'm there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm there with bells on. That would be. That's maybe um, as fun as the two games that I mentioned before are. That may be like the be- the best atmosphere. Oh gosh, yeah. it's, it's mean, a it's a wonderful. If, you, if you've never been there, again, blood feud. It is great. All right, do, 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 do. boy, awesome. I got a couple options here. It's a great for week pick games. three. It's a really it's, nice it's a week. Great week. It's a really nice week. Do I go with that? Okay. I think I might have picked. Hello, sorry. Um, I think I might have picked a game in this district last My week. My Dropbox is full. Sorry, Greg. Okay. Uh, I think I might have picked a game in this district last week, but um, the District Fourteen Three A Division One Carousel will finally oh, yeah. spin to a stop in this this three week just bludgeon fest. Yeah. As Yoakum visits Goliad. If you're interested, by the way, in what fan base is most mad at us this week, the answer is Edna. Yes, we are. We did not make friends in Edna. No, did we? they are upset that they're not ranked. I will tell you that I do the three A rankings. I have Edna at about eleventh. I think that their schedule has been a little bit soft. Yeah, and you still, even though even though they beat Goliad, we're putting you got to put the disclaimer on it that you know Rocky Morris is Rocky Morris is out, not playing is, is out, and that is a big loss. The, the the you know what I like about this game is um, that it it'll it'll probably kind of separate itself from Rocky Morris's absence. Is you've got the Yoakum grinding, running, physical running game mm-hmm. going up against Goliad, whose defense. Um, for the most part this year, it's been really good. Yeah, yeah. It's been the, really good. The thing last week is Goliad just could not get Edna no. off the field. Goliad yeah. only had, uh, I believe, three possessions in the second half. Oh, my gosh. Because Edna, get this, Edna in their seven, Edna beat Goliad 17-7 to last week. Edna's, mm-hmm. Goliad's defense did not allow a lot of points, but Edna just held on to the yeah. ball. At one point in the third quarter, Ed, Goliad, I think, Edna got the ball to start the third quarter, and... Went eleven went eleven minutes with the ball. They held the ball for the whole third, a twenty play drive, eleven minutes. Goliad, they were just grinding out three right. yard gains. Right, Goliad just could not get them off the field. And and so Yokum has kind of so Yokum's now number one in our three A Division one rankings. We have the number one. 
The computer. Yoakum has the best win of anyone in 3A. Yes. They have a win over Quero. They have a win over Quero, and that is elite, elite, elite. And they're one losses to Bernie, who's ranked in 4A Division 1. So this is the perfect example of somewhere where our human rankings and our computer rankings differ. Because right now, in our human rankings, we have Yoakum number one, I think we have Goliad like number seven, and then we have Edna de facto about 11th, right? I think this is maybe the, the deepest district in, in, in that. Oh, absolutely. In that, these three. In these three. It's amazing. We'll probably all be regional semifinalists. The computer has Goliad third, Edna fourth, and Yoakum 11th. There is a difference in that, and part of that is that Yoakum, they've played a tougher schedule, they have not been as dominant. No. They have not been the team that has beat the brakes off of people. Yeah, well, Goliad has all their all their pieces. They've been pretty dominant. But at the same time, that's really never been Bo Robinson mo at Yoakum. Even no. when even when he had the Moore brothers, even when he had all these guys, you know, like a dominant win for them would be like thirty five seven. Yeah, that's a that's a very on brand win for Yoakum. That's that's a uh, that's how Yoakum wins those games. Yeah. And so to me, um, my question is, can the Goliad defense get Yoakum off the field? Because Yoakum, I guarantee you, saw that, and Yoakum is probably. And I think Edna, fan, Edna fans would admit this as well. They're probably a little bit more explosive. They've got the big playability yeah, out there as well. Yeah. So um, if you don't get them off the field, eventually they are going to hit the big play, and this game's going to turn into something like that. But Goliad, interested to see what the offense looks like. Um, and uh, we know they're, they're we know they're playing talented left there. But the District 14, you know, uh, it would not be a shock if we had a three-way tie at the top of that. It yeah. maybe even be appropriate if we had yeah. a three-way tie between Yoakum and Angolia. There, there is talk that Rocky Morris plays this week. I would I would lean to, towards not playing him personally. I think I'd give him one more week. Well, here's um, the thing for Golia. Now, now, with all due respect to District 13 and District 15 and different six, District 16. I would be pretty comfortable saying that the winner of Region Four and Three A Division One is coming out of this district. Yeah, I mean, for for if I'm looking at it from a Goliad standpoint, you know, you if you because because you also got to look at tiebreakers here. Yes. Okay. Goliad's gonna Goliad right now is negative ten in the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. They lost to Edna by um, ten. Uh, Edna's plus six, mm-hmm. and um, and they're Yo- done. Yo- yeah. yeah Yo- and Yoakum is at plus four mm-hmm. or plus Edna's, plus four. Yeah. Yoakum's plus four. So depending on the tie, Goliad may not. If if the tiebreaker is only fourteen points, Goliad's already sixteen behind. Yeah, they're I mean, not. There's a fair chance of goal. I mean, there's a fair chance that Edna, who doesn't play in a, a relative in a, in a relevant game this week, they play yeah. Vanderbilt Industrial, be essentially in a seeding game. Um, there's a fair chance that they sneak up and win the district. Yes, yeah, so. but to me, the only other team in that region, if I'm one of them. Um, I don't know how I feel about Rice Consolidated. Great defense. Nice win over Columbus last good, week. Good win over Columbus. Yeah. Um, Odom's undefeated, but they lost their quarterback, so that's gonna hurt, that really hurts them. Thirty-two, so. I think. Oh, is it, sorry, Yoakum's D two. No, I'm sorry, that the Odom is in is in D two. Oh, sorry, sure. okay, never mind. Yeah. Scratch Odom. Uh, Scratch but here, so here are the other teams, right? George West, who Goliad blew out, blew out. Marion, mm. uh, Columbus, and then like to me, yeah, to me, this is a game where this is only going to because if you if you're Yoakum, you win this game. Edna and Goliad will have to face each other exactly. again before that, you would face the winner. Back that's again. the only real benefit here for Goliad playing if Rocky Morris is healthy and putting him out there is if you can get on the get if you get, if you can conceivably get that one seed. If you can get the one seed, but if you're so far behind in the top point tiebreaker, you can't get the one seed. You're going to be the two or the three. Yeah, what's the? I would sit Rocky Morris if he's. 
close to playing, I'd sit him another week and let him yeah. let him rest and so make a sure lot he's healthy. Of, for a lot of week. drama in this the fourteen three A Division One title. We're going to hear from these teams again in the playoffs. Yes, so. we will. <laughs> but I like Yokum and um, uh, the Goliad in this one uh, game again. Lost a little bit of its luster, but I'm still really interested in. It. What's next for you? All right, I'm heading out to Beast, Texas, mm-hmm. where our district title's on the line at 8-3 of Division One. Yeah, it is. As Tatum visits Jack Murphy Stadium to take on Gladewater. Yeah, love it. And the odd thing in this district is the loser of this game may actually get on the softer side of the bracket because the loser of this game would not see Jefferson mm-hmm. um, until the um, regional final. Whereas mm-hmm. the winner is going to get Jefferson in a third round. Mm-hmm. So that's a little interesting Von Mott to this game as well. Um, I think this is a real measuring stick for Tatum. I ha- we, we're a little bit – I think Tatum's good, and mm. I think they're, they're a team that, that's in the mix. But I don't know how good Tatum is. Remember, I think we have a good idea of Gladewater, how good they are. Cause they, their one loss was to West Rusk. Well, West Rusk, was, West Rusk has been just murdered by injuries. Yes. Gladewater lost a close game to West Rusk, which I think is very good when healthy. So I think we have an idea. And Gladewater, guys, Gladewater beat Texarkana Pleasant Grove. Yeah. This is a really good Gladewater team. team. So I think we know how good Gladewater is. I don't know if we know how good Tatum is yet. And I think this is a great measuring stick to see if Tatum, um, where they stand. Because in some, you know, depending on what you think of Jefferson, right, Um, Gladewater, Tatum, depending on what you think of maybe like Malakoff, who it know, was a big game against Kemp this big week. Big game against Kemp, bit of a sleeper, I think. Um, and then probably, with all due respect, District 5, I like Bonham and Van Alstine a lot, but probably not on that same level. Yeah, I think they're a step below those. Like this is, this is for a, a, a spot among the Region 2 elites in 3A Division 1. Yeah. Then you get Jefferson, and I think you've got the winner of this game are kind of the, yeah. two, the two favorites. But the loser, like I said, the loser may... The ironic thing is the loser may end up playing Jefferson or, or you know, this. we can see this as a regional final rematch. 100%. Um, Eli Carter from Gladewater is really, really good. Um, Gladewater struggled a little bit with Sabine last week. Maybe Sabine, who's going to miss the playoffs, is better than we think because Sabine beat West Rusk, and they gave Gladewater a pretty tough game last week. But uh, Elijah Carter's 96-yard touchdown run kind of broke things open last week for the Bears in that game. Um, so, But this is going to be old-school <clears throat> smash-mouth football. It will be. These two teams like to run the ball. It's Beast Texas football at its finest. Should be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of water there. Uh, good one. Excellent pick there for your third pick. Uh, incredibly, with the fourth pick and the seventh overall pick in this draft, I'm going to get DeSoto Cedar Hill. I mean, hey, I mean, battle of belt line. It's a battle of belt line. Um, it was a peanut bowl for one year. I mean, these are... Um, <laughs> these are... Like, when you talk about teams that I think have national brands, right... Permian has it, Katie has it, Lake Travis has it, Allen has it. Um, there's only about ten. You got such Soto and Cedar Hill, but are these are definitely two of them. Yes, that that I think if you these are national brands, and these are I'm, I'm there. There's a lot of I'm I'm super interested in the game, but I'm also super interested in the storylines. Second year coach in Carlos Lynn at Cedar Hill, first year coach in Soto and Mike Robinson, who I think has acquitted himself very well. To these teams, I think that there were some people around the state who looked at them hiring Mike Robinson 
and they said, wait, the guy from North Mesquite? Mm-hmm. What's he ever won? And I think that he, I think that, I think he probably, and I, I wonder if you, if you pumped him full of truth serum. He's, he's, a, he's a nice guy who says all the right things, but I think if you, if you got him in, in an honest moment, I think he'd tell you, yeah, I heard that, and I feel like I had to prove to people that I'm a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think he's proved that. Yeah, 8-1. Um, Eight and one, they are rolling right now. That one loss was that last second loss to Lake Ridge. Yeah, um, that's the the coaching matchup is interesting. It's a Thursday night, which is interesting. It's going to be raining. It sounds like mm-hmm. on Thursday night. One thing that is a huge. Well, let me ask you: Is Cedar Hill's offense a red flag to you right now? Yes, I saw Cedar Hill last week. They beat Mansfield ten to seven. It was a ugly, ugly game. The thing about and fine Hill, weather, fine weather. Weather was fine. It was a beautiful night in Cedar Hill. Um, thanks for the hospitality to uh, everyone over at Cedar Shouts. Hill. Shouts, spicy chicken wings, mm. choice. Um, the thing about Cedar Hill is right now their offense they they are not able to drive the length of the field and score points. They're not putting together seven or eight play drives. They're not stringing good plays together. It is boom or bust with them. Mm-hmm. It is either big play for a touchdown or they're scuffling mm-hmm. and I think against good defenses that's going to be a problem unless they can get that word because Cedar Hill Shane Lawrence is a good quarterback they've got Quinn Bright they've got Car- uh, uh, Zahari Franklin they've got good players at the skill positions but mistakes have been haunting them and it's mistakes at inopportune times overthrows missed blocks penalties those kind of things and against DeSoto Shandarian Ward has been a revelation been awesome. this year. he's been great so DeSoto's going to score even though Cedar Hill's defense I, I love their defense I think they're great um, they're super fast they're super physical and they're super sound mm-hmm. they, they, they're they great tacklers in the open field um, so you but DeSoto's going to move the ball they're yes. going to score they're too good of an offense to be completely shut down that is the thing that has me um, concerned is this is two straight weeks now look uh, I think Mansfield defense is okay. Yeah, they're, 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 their missing the play, they're missing their playoffs because the offense is Yeah, broken. their offense kind of held onto the ball for yeah. a while and kind of, you know, they, they had a lot of time in position. They limited, they shortened the game. And then for sure. they, I believe, the, uh, two weeks ago, they played South Grand Prairie. South Grand Prairie is an excellent defense. Yes. Excellent defense. Take nothing away from them. Scratch last week. They got that, that, that last week when DeSoto beat South Grand Prairie 51 to 7. That should be. I a, was like, whoa. That should be a, a whoa moment. Yeah. And that's why I think DeSoto is your favorite here. Uh, the computer, home. The computer uh, has this as the number 12 team in 6A versus the number 13 team in 6A. It's a three-point DeSoto win, essentially home, home field, field advantage. advantage yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think it's a fabulous game. Uh, it, it's always worth your time. Oh, yeah. uh, if you are a prospect hound, it's always worth your time. Oh, yeah. If you just want a great atmosphere, this is a game that I love you, DeSoto, but... DeSoto doesn't have a great record of filling up that stadium. This is a game that will be full. Play. Yeah, this one in the Duncanville game last year yeah. ones where the stadium will be full. It'll DeSoto be full. will fill their side, mm-hmm. um, and the Cedar Hill will bring a big crowd. It will be a, a fun – and, hey, it'll be, the bands will be fun. It'll be a fun it, – It's a, From an atmosphere standpoint, it'll be great. And by the it'll way – There'll be a buzz. Another Thursday night. We told you it's a banging week in DFW and Thursday yeah. night. So I'm going to take DeSoto Cedar Hill as my fourth pick. What's well, your fourth pick? I'm going to stay in DFW Thursday night and take the other <laughs> – this is a nine and zero, nine and zero game, and yep. it's it's like our eighth pick. Yeah, Birdville, surprising Birdville at nine and zero. Birdville's been good, but one of the stories of the year, I yeah. think. Visiting Denton Ryan, nine and zero, six and zero. Denton Ryan needs no introduction. Uh, when's, they haven't lost a district game since Spencer Sanders was a freshman. I believe in high that's school. correct. Uh, My goodness, and they've been rolling again this year. That defense, they've got. I mean, what what did we say last week? It was like 
88 tackles for loss or something yeah. in their in their eight. Their games. defensive front is stupid. Yeah, they've got a brutal defensive front, and that offense has been been humming as well. They've scored 48 points or more in six straight games. Um, they've been rotating quarterbacks, but they've got a lot of you know Billy Bowman Jr. is kind of the guy that we keep an eye on. It didn't run the, the the sophomore mm-hmm. receiver, defensive back. Um, he's kind of their do it all playmaker guy. But you know, Birdville for for all all that. I mean, Birdville last week beat Caldwell Heritage fifty one to twenty four. Yeah, Ladarius Mixon's been a tremendous. He had a good year last year as a sophomore. He's come on. Um, this offense put up 680 yards of, of, of offense last week in, in their win over Colleyville. And that was the one, you know, the, Birdville snuck by Grapevine early, early, earlier this year, and I was like, okay, that's a good win. But then blowing out Colleyville Heritage kind of made me stand up and take notice. Um, I guess it's going to be a fun game. Um, I think it's a great measure. I think we know how good Denton Ryan is, and this is the measuring stick for Birdville. I agree. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to this game and see if Tep Weifel. So this um, is your Thursday. This is your potential Thursday. This is night my game. potential Thursday night game. Beautiful CH Collins Stadium. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I love that stadium. And Senior Denton Food Rex to Greg, yes. Greg Tepper. Um, and this is a game that I'm I'm super interested in because uh, this is a prove it game for for Birdville. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Last week they played Heritage, and they beat the brakes off them, blew the doors off. Yeah. And by the way. They were the team that made beating Grapevine cool. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones to do it. Yeah. They've, they've proven themselves to be a great team, right? They can prove themselves to be an elite team if they, be, if they win this game. Absolutely. Because we feel like Denton Ryan is an elite team and probably the favorite in 5A Division One Region 1. Yes, I agree. And so I think even if Birdville doesn't win this game but plays Denton Ryan close, mm-hmm. I think in a potential playoff rematch, that gives Birdville a lot of confidence. I think you're right. And so this is a, a really interesting matchup. Um, out there in the, the third of three unreal Thursday night games. Yes, it really is. It's such a great, great, great night. Okay, so I think I'm going to go off the board. I think I'm going to surprise you with this. Okay, one. okay, going off the board. Let's go back up. Well, let's go. I don't even know how you would characterize. How do we characterize this team um, in there? We technically well, we call them Panhandle. Okay, we call them Panhandle, and yet they're in Region Two. Let's go to District 5, 2A, ah. Division 1. Division 2, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wellington and Wheeler. Okay. Um, the Mustangs so, of Wheeler. The Mustangs of Wheeler. Uh, great year. Great second year for Chris uh, yeah. uh, for Chris Evans out there. They're 6-6 six six last year. They are noticeably better this year. And what is what what they are hanging their hat on is their defense has been lights out. It has been dominant. And a reason that the Mustangs are 7-2... Four and zero. Their two losses on the year are to. I have this up actually. Um, they lost to Lubbock Trinity Christian. Okay. Decent private school. Decent bigger private school. school. It's a bigger school. Uh, and then they lost to Clarendon. Cl- oh. Good Clarendon. Good Clarendon team. Clarendon the, beat up by some injuries on the road. Yeah. It's still six and two. Still yeah, two been hurt by injuries. Um, so, but but really the storyline here is uh, love love Wheeler like him a lot. This is it has been a minute. Since we've seen Wellington take a punch, yeah, probably um, they beat they beat Panhandle in non-district in week five, uh, which has aged very well. Panhandle's looked very good. And they beat Abernathy, but they didn't have Daly. They beat they beat a wounded Abernathy team. Yeah, um, they beat Stinnett West Texas, which is another win that has aged That's a well. Good win, yeah. But that district is just not very good. No, Monday's Monday's way, very no, down. Monday's Shamrock's way down. down. Yeah. Memphis and, and Quana aren't anything to they're write average, home about. Yeah, well, here's here's our last best chance to see Wheeler or Wellington rather 
take a punch. We have Wellington number one in our 2A Division II rankings, ahead of Mart, because Mart has a loss. If you were to ask me right now who I would take in a game between Mart and Wellington, I'd probably take Mart. Um, I want to I want to see Wellington go out there and dominate a good well a good Wheeler team. Um, if they do that, I'm willing to buy in. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with them. Has everything to do with Mart. But right now, and remember, the, the reason this is so weird and the reason I was like, where are they? Is because this is in, um, I've actually, I've been to Panic. I've been to Wellington. Now that I mentioned it. So it's like north of Childress, Yeah, right? it's north of Childress. So it's technically, we call it the Panhandle. Yeah, it's Panhandle. But yeah, it's that but weirdo kind of nook there uh, on the it, Texas. It's really in that nook, yeah. yeah on the Texas yeah, Panhandle. And the, the Amarillo Globe News covers them and all the Amarillo TV stations cover yeah. them. So we kind of lump them into Panhandle. Um, I saw Wheeler They're Region year. 2. Yeah, a weird quirk with realignment, them getting moved to Region 2. We could have an all-panhandle state semifinal in 2A Division 2. We really could. Yeah. It, it, would, it, it would be actually not surprising at all. Yeah. I saw Wheeler last year. They, they played on – Wheeler was my Thanksgiving Day game last year. How about that? They played Hamlin on Thanksgiving night in Vernon, and wow. I went to that game. And I remember talking to Coach Evans last year. In his first year there, and he was like, man, you know, you could tell they were hoping to win the game, but he had that we're just happy to be out of the first round look. And he told me, he's like, he's like we only had like three seniors. So I, I remember thinking, okay, Wheeler's going to be a lot better next year. And so they've really shown uh, how much better they can be. And I, I think they're a team that could go to the third or fourth round yep. this year. Um, well, and, I mean, it, it's weird because that region, that region two, we had just kind of penciled in, at some point it'll be Wellington and Albany at some yeah. point. But Albany is better now. They've they got it together. They got it together. But they got Hamlin this week. They got four and five. They're probably going to be four and six. They're probably going to lose to Hamlin. Hamlin's loaded. Hamlin's been great. And so now, if you are starting to think about, you know, District 6 is weird uh, with Winthorpe and Santo, which have looked good, but I don't know if I necessarily buy quite yet. Like, Wellington... This is, to me, a measuring stick for exactly how far this team can go. Yeah. The, I think Region 2, the winner of Region 2, is probably going to a title game. I agree. And the winner of Region 2 maybe will be a favorite. If, maybe if Iran puts it together again, but I don't know. Maybe Groover? But um, to me, this is a, a prove-it game for Wellington. Or if Wheeler really wants to turn things upside down and make big friends in Hamlin, yeah. uh, they could absolutely knock them off. So I'm interested in Wellington and Wheeler. A lot of, of intrigue there. What is your final pick? I am going to the Houston area, which mm-hmm. we, haven't, we haven't talked a lot of Houston. It's, it's not a great week in Houston mm-hmm. this week. Um, Houston's had better weeks for sure, but um, this is one game with a lot of playoff implications, and I'll tell you why. Uh, going to District 8, 5A Division 1. Not the game so, I wrote down. College Station visiting Magnolia West. Mm-hmm. This game is for second place in the district. Mm-hmm. The winner will get to host a first-round playoff game, and the loser... And the winner also does not have to go to Mesquite to play Mesquite Poteet in the first round. That's right. So this, there's a lot on the line in this game. Not only a home playoff game, but you don't. I mean, I don't. Neither one of these teams wants to take a three-hour road trip to Mesquite no. to take on a really good Poteet team. Um, College Station's been been good, but their their offense last week scuffled a little bit. They only won twenty-one to nothing over Tom Ball. Tom Ball's a playoff team. Uh, but it was the defense for College Station that got the job done, holding Tom Ball to a 96 yards passing. With that Tom Ball offense really gotten going. Um, we know about Magnolia West and uh, Dallas Morning News writer slash quarterback John Machota. Uh, he had a huge game again last week, four touchdowns. Now, Magnolia West won their rivalry game over Magnolia High, 28-27 last week. Magnolia is going to be a real tough luck 
fifth place team in the state. I mean, Magnolia a few weeks ago pushed Lufkin in that mm-hmm. game, and Magnolia lost. So Magnolia was playing for their playoff lives last week against their arch rival, and West held them off. 28-27. So uh, two really good teams. It looks like an even matchup on paper. Um, I'm giving the edge to Magnolia West because of the offense in this game. Yeah, um, I, I think that's going to be the key. College Station is still a very good team, but I think we're going to see College Station going to Mesquite to play Poteet in the first round of the playoffs. I like it. I like it a lot. This is a, this is a big game. Um, you know, College Station, I think people kind of forgot about them a little bit. They're still very dangerous, I think. Uh, Magnolia West can score. We yeah, have said they're that. A flame yeah, they're a offense. pointsy team. They are very pointsy. Um, I I like that game a lot. Should be a lot of fun there. I like I like games like that where you have little layers of playoff ramifications next week, and this has got this is full of it. So I took New Deal Sundown, Arlington and Arlington Lamar, Yoakum Goliad, DeSoto Cedar Hill, and Wellington Wheeler. Step took Midland Leo Dessa Permian, PNG Nederland, Tatum Gladewater, Birdville Ryan, and College Station Magnolia West. Uh, would you like to do your? You can have the honors for the. Uh, you want me to go first? Hipster, hipster, hipster game of the week. So there's, there, was, there was a couple that I went for. I, I love I'm switch, games. I'm literally switching right now. I love games like this where where there's multi, the 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 four and five way ties. By the way, sixteen six A. I'm not talking about a game in that district, but there if the results if if if, if Decaney if Decaney beats Eisenhower Aldi and Eisenhower you know a five way tie for the last two playoff spots. Oh my gosh, you're right. Super oh fascinating. Gosh, in that Car crash. Yeah. Um, but I've got another one. Um, I'm going to Corpus Christi, District 15, 5A, Division 1. Uh, only two of the playoff spots in this district are decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veterans Memorial, we know, is in. And Victoria East, who's on by this week, is also in. But the real intrigue is going to be for those last two playoff spots where you've got four teams, Corpus Christi Ray, Corpus Christi Miller, Victoria West, and Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, fighting for two playoff spots. The interesting thing about this game the game that I'm talking about, which is going to be Corpus Christi Ray visiting Victoria West. Okay, Th- that game holds all the cards for all four teams because Flower Bluff and Miller are basically playing what amounts to inconsequential. They have to win; yeah. they'll be heavy favorites, um, and they don't control their own destiny. Flower Bluff and Miller can win a hundred to nothing, mm-hmm. or they can win three to two. It's the same for them in those games. They just have to win. The key, though, their, their fate lies with the Corpus Christi Ray Victoria West game. Okay, love it. So, if Corpus Christi Ray wins, Ray is in, and Flower Bluff is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miller and Victoria West are out. So Victoria West and Ray is a playing game. Winners in, losers out. If Victoria West wins the game, Victoria West is in, and Miller is in. Oh my gosh! Ray and Flower Bluff are out. So basically, the Corpus Christi Ray Victoria West game holds the fate for both of the playoff spots in this district. I love it. So, and w- one of the teams is not involved in the game, and they, that holds the fate. So, uh, really intrigued by this game. That district 15-5A Division One's been crazy all year, and it's coming down to the la- to the wire. And I think this game—it's a Friday night game. It's not because fr- Victoria East is idle. So mm-hmm. Victoria West—it's it's a Friday night game in, at Memorial Stadium in Victoria. So that's the one to watch because of the ramifications across the board. I like it a lot. Um, should be fun. Okay, so here's I'm 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 bouncing between two, and I'll tell you what I'm not going to pick. And it's just because it's literally has nothing to do with the game, uh, but but is literally this is my hipster my hipster pick of the week. Uh, we literally just talked about a game in that district, and we kind of or in that um, bracket, kind of that half of the bracket. I was going to go with Sudan and Farwell. Uh, that is Sudan. that is an unbeaten Hornets team. Yeah. 
um, that their defense... The least talked about undefeated team. That we've, and we, uh, we haven't mentioned Sudan all year. No, Sudan. And they're undefeated. Sudan and Farwell. Uh, Farwell's 8-1. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is for the district crown. Um, a, a fabulous, fabulous game out there. Um in, in Region 1 of 2A Division 2, so I want to give a special commendation to that as the game I'm not picking because I have got to uh, pick a game that uh, it's kind of it's kind of blown up Twitter right now um, because it's the um, it's the Battle of Laredo and oh, United and Alexander United and Alexander big game in 29-6A district title on the yes. line uh, now these two teams are. Go- there's almost no. Well, well, no. There cannot be. Uh, these two teams cannot. There's no, play- no playoff implications here. Um, yeah, no, because no, because United, United is huge, and yeah, then uh, Loretta Alexander is just big enough or just small enough that they're going to be in Division Two, mm-hmm. no matter who gets in that fourth spot. But uh, these are the two best teams of Loretta, absolutely, uh, unquestioned, and they do it in very different ways. Uh, Alexander is a team that is going to win with defense, uh, and they want to. They've, they've kind of gone. Um, well, the coach from United South came over to Alexander. Yes. They've kind of United South have kind of had that physical yes. run first mentality and very very smash mouth old school they, style. They're very they're very smash mouth. They're very old school. I'm seeing that they've been using two quarterbacks, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's certainly interesting. But in any case. They want to, they want to grind it out on the ground and they want to to be physical. United wants to cut the brakes on this game. Oh yeah, Dave, Coach David Sanchez he is wants a to wide open go. sling it around. Coach. Eduardo Huerta, their quarterback, has been great. The senior running back Jerry Gonzalez is excellent. They've got a number of big time weapons on the outside like Jorge Murillo. This is a huge game. Where is this game? It's at the sack. It's you, at the sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. because uh, both these schools are United ISD, so they'll both yes. play at the, at the Socorro, um, uh, not Socorro, the Student Athletic and, Complex. And to be honest, we, here we are, we're in the trust tree with the nest. Um, Laredo's probably not going to play for a state championship this year. No. Right? No. So, when you talk about these types of I things. I wonder if Laredo, I, I, you know, we talked about the Valley, and I don't know uh, if Laredo's ever gotten a team past the third round. They may not have. I don't think Laredo ever has. Uh, the Valley's gotten teams to the state semifinals yes. before. I don't think Laredo ever has. This is a team, this is, this is, this might as well be the state championship game for these two teams. Because yeah, they're going to get, they're going to get beat at some point in the second or third round. I don't mean that in a, in a, in a harsh way. It's just history has, has proven that to be the case. And so this is a huge game. Computer likes this game as a... It will probably be a sellout. Five-point game for United. They like United by five. Um, I do think it's close, and it's going to be a banging atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a fun game, uh, United and Alexander is my hipster pick of the week. So... Uh, you are going to a game Thursday night. Is that out like you're doing this week? Uh, no, I have a game Friday night, too. Okay. So uh, Thursday night, I will be at Arlington and Arlington Lamar at Maverick Stadium. 9-0 versus 9-0. No big deal. And then Best Friday. Best game played at UTA's campus. And oh, I know. <laughs> but I, oh, you, could we be adding UTA to the football mix? So Let's do that's it. the rumor. Uh, and then Friday, I will be at a rivalry game, Battle of the Axe, the other Battle uh-huh. of the Axe, uh, in your neck of the woods. Yes, as will. I will be at... Watching Louisville take on Flower Mound Marcus. Surprising. I've never seen the Battle of the Axe before. Not this one. I've seen Sherman Dennison. I mean this in a very nice way. There's never been a reason to. Not recently. Not recently. No. That, like, Marcus has had good teams. Obviously, they had those title teams back in 2005. Um, I mean, they've, they've had good teams. Louisville's been down for basically since Ronnie Gage left. Yeah, since Ronnie Gage left, Louisville struggled. And then Michael Odell, the State champion quarterback who, uh-huh. under Ronnie Gage, has 
man, Louisville has been the one of the Louisville's probably been the best story of the year in the Metroplex. We haven't talked about enough. The Farmers have been great, and they're gonna they're gonna host a playoff game. They're gonna host. They are. They are. Goldsmith Stadium gonna have a playoff game. Yeah, it's been a while since they've had a a Louisville high playoff game. So shout out to them. Uh, This game had Louisville is locked in. Yeah, they they cannot improve their standing in in in, in any way. They're D one one. So I don't know how much they're going to... Now, this is a rivalry game, though, so I think that it will be important for them by to the win. Way, by the way, if you haven't noticed, Coppell has to go to South Lake Carroll in round one. Saturday, 2 o'clock. Saturday? Saturday, 2 o'clock. Man, Coppell. that's awful nice of them because they're letting Grapevine or whoever it is have the stadium. stadium. Yeah. That's awful nice of them. So uh, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, if in the first round of playoffs, you're not doing anything. That's Coppell and South Lake Carroll. That's not bad. Um, Marcus, Marcus has a pulse. Barely. This is what has to happen for Marcus to, to get into the playoffs. Okay? Okay. Marcus has to beat Louisville. Okay. And they need Winless Irving to beat Hebron. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell you. Here, here's, here are the odds on that. So, Marcus is a pick-em with Louisville. Okay. It's a pick-em. So that's a good, there's a chance. There's win. a chance 50-50. on that one. Hebron is a mere 46-point favorite yeah. over Irving. Yeah, so Irving, basically the biggest upset in the state has to happen for yes. for for Marcus to get in. But it's, now, and by the way, it's at the woodshed. <laughs> yeah, so Irving's got to go on the road and beat Flat, or Hebron. Who, by the way, if Hebron loses that game, Hebron's out. So mm-hmm. Hebron has to win. Yes. So Hebron's going to play with a sense of urgency. Yes. Um, so good luck there. But I still, I really want to see Louisville. And and just get my, even and, and I may be disappointed because Louisville may sit everybody. So you are it. the thing is you are near my neck of the woods. I don't know if I can recommend anywhere to eat. Um, well, apparently Marcus has Salernos in the press box. Ooh. So this that's Marcus is where Ben Baby's uh, incident happened. Oh. The Ben Baby press box incident. Man, we're gonna start that, blowing that up. That he has tweeted about. So I'm not okay, I'm good. not I'm not throwing Ben to the bus. Okay, ben, ben has been very public about that. So. Um. <laughs> But yes, that's where Salerno's in the press box. You are literally, and I'm, I'm just giving away that I'm giving away all my personal information. You're like, you should like go by and see my wife afterwards. You are like, I'm, I, I mean this. I can walk to Marcus from my house. Yeah, you're right there. Uh, so come on by. <laughs> I won't be there. No, you'll be, you'll be working. So that's a big game, big game. Uh, and then you are off to Canada. Yes, I'm going to Canada to see my wife uh, for North. her birthday. So. Okay. My wife. I'm my wife. Um, okay, so and Thursday, your plan is to go to I'm, Birdville and Denton. I'm Ryan. going to attempt to talk my wife into letting me go to Birdville and Denton. See if Tep wife allows it. Um, she's very pregnant. The thing, she's very pregnant. She's turbo pregnant. Yes. And um, it is. Uh, uh, I'm also now at the point. She's not just turbo pregnant, but I'm also like on alert that like this thing could come at any. Is, moment. The, is the go bag ready? The go bag is not ready. That's a okay. week. That's a, that's this weekend thing. Okay. Um, but they also said, like, we had a not. Say, hey, I'll give you all my wife's medical history. Uh, we had an appointment on Monday. I'm sure, she's pleased about this. I know we had we had an appointment on Monday, and and she said, uh, you know, well, you know, everything's fine. You're, you're probably like we're not expecting it to come. But as as I'm sure all the, let's be honest, dads who are hearing this are saying, they're like, you never know, man. No, so no. we'll see. We'll see if I can talk. Luckily, Denton's not too far that's away. That's the thing. Is it's that not like, too far from I live in I live in Flower Mound, and so it's just, that's a hop, skip, and a jump up yeah. to Collins, and um, I like Collins. What's the press box spread there like? Do you remember? Uh, it's like Pete. It's like it was like Double Days and hot dogs and stuff. Let me see so, before you know, I go there. Can you, you need to call boy Gabe Brooks and find out where the cool hipster place to eat in Denton is. I do need to do. We that. went to I went to Denton and he we covered a game up there and it, he took me to some catfish place in downtown Denton. I can do catfish. Good. It's pretty good. Well, there you go. That's our weekend plan. We will be back next week for talking playoffs. Yes, next week. Wednesday next week. Wednesday, uh, I'll Wednesday, be fresh off a plane about noonish. You will get your Tep and Step podcast. Uh, but in any case, uh, Step, thanks for your. Courage. Thank you, sir. Have fun at football. We'll see you next week on Tap and Step. Mm-hmm.